0: You're with Julian on the brown note and over the weekend I saw Pacific Rim and it's coming out on DVD in a few weeks so I thought I'd review it purely because I was quite wrong about it. Um, It reminded me most of the film I saw last year, Battleships which I had an inexplicable love for despite it getting trashed by critics. Um, This one's by Guillermo del Toro who's still most famous for Pan's Labyrinth and uh, for sticking by The Hobbit for about six years until he had enough of waiting for it to start being made due to legal complications with Peter Jackson and the studio. Uh, and he also made one of the best films of its kind in Hellboy 2 which I'm sure anybody that wasn't interested in seeing that kind of film would still well clear but imagination wise, character wise and visuals it was a fantastic film for what it was. It was a magnificent attempt at that kind of film. And he made a film last year called, sorry, last, uh, was it released July in Australia, uh, called Pacific Rim? And it was a tribute movie to the Mecha and Kaiju movies from Japan, which everyone knows about because everyone's seen everything from uh, Intergalactic, the video by the Beastie Boys, to anything that's got these like Mothra destroying a city or these giant robots, and most famously, of course, Godzilla. Uh, They have permeated the culture, even though they haven't really made them like they used to in Japan since the 60s, where they used to have these appalling special effects. And they were very much loved movies, and it was a very much loved genre of filmmaking. And the West has taken on the mantle since CGI and has attempted to make, to varying degrees of success, these films. Godzilla was a notable bomb. Um, and this was given a bit of that treatment when it came out. It stars Charlie Hunman, uh, Idris Elba. Great to see him now becoming a big star. He was from The Wire and as, uh, also from Luther, a very hard-hitting cop show. Um, and he's he's always excellent. And Rinko Kikuchi, I was ecstatic to see in the film. as Although Babel was a flawed film uh, from the last decade, one of those multi-narrative movies featuring uh, Ben not Ben, uh, Brad Pitt and uh, various other very famous people. But uh, Rinko Kikuchi was Oscar nominated for playing a deaf Japanese schoolgirl in a a heart-shattering role towards the end of the movie. It was really powerful. And it's great to see her prominently in an American movie. And it's also great to see uh, they've used an attractive Japanese woman not in a romantic role, in a role as a warrior. And she doesn't have a romance in the in the movie to any great extent and the movie has come under fire for some sexism but at least it's done that bit right and it's based around the notion of a i haven't got a clip to play and it's fairly pointless it's just all noise and stuff um it's based around these giant aliens appearing from a fault line uh, in the depths of the pacific ocean and coming on to land and smashing up cities and the humanity banding together and building these enormous robots that are piloted by uh, human beings that are linked or that are capable of mentally linking together um, and working together and that's one of the good things about the movie it's actually quite a collaborative positivity trip for human beings working together which is a good thing um, and they basically have these battles and it's on and off there's not much of a plot really it's just basically more and more of these ginormous uh, skyscraper size aliens coming on shore and uh fighting these massive robots and them gradually getting the upper hand on the humans and the humans getting more and more desperate and it's all fairly predictable stuff uh del toro is notorious for his visual style and here he doesn't let you down the special effects are mind-blowing and the creations of the aliens and the robots are utterly fantastic A lot of it's set in very interesting locations, such as they use Hong Kong for much of the second half of the movie, and they've done a spectacular job in rendering a a vaguely futuristic version of Hong Kong. Um, If there's areas the film falls down on, I think he could have done. One thing I would say it was great about battleships was the unexpectedly witty script, which consistently had me chuckling. And the script's a pretty dumb thing here. Del Toro, maybe English not being his first language, was too involved in the writing of it, but they could have done someone to perk up the script. And the lead characters aren't the most interesting. I think Rinko is very good in her role, but it's a a fairly bland role. Charlie Hunman is the lead actor in Sons of Anarchy. I've always thought he was a weak link there, and I haven't seen it since the first couple of series, so maybe it's changed, but he's definitely the weak link here if I think of other macho, gung-ho actors trying to sort of portray a character like this, and I think of someone, uh, who's the guy that plays Thor? Can't remember. But anyway, he's got none of that charisma, none of that likability. He's a vague he should be in the background. And he's the lead character in it. And that's where it sort of falls down a bit. But the side characters, like Ron Perlman, and a couple of the comedic scientists, are very, very engaging and very funny. And And at least Idris Elba gives it a fair crack of the whip, even though he's not given a great deal to do. Um, But it is a great deal of fun, and it's quite light-hearted, and it's very imaginative. It's a little repetitive, a little long, but I actually enjoyed it immensely. So I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10, and it's likely now that even after a disastrously uh, average release for such a mega-budget film, $200 million film and it only sort of barely limped to that in the American market. But it's actually gone on to make over 400 million worldwide, so there possibly will be a sequel to it. And I found it engaging. He's just got a, He's got a nice comedic style. I wish he'd get someone a bit more talented to write his scripts. So that's Pacific Rim. Um, and I'll tell you the other thing that I really would recommend to any filmmaker, even though I have no influence over any of them, And that's one thing that uh, Battleships got right last year. It's one thing X-Men First Class got right. And it's one thing that virtually no other films with massive budgets and massive special effects bananas get right. Did I say special effects banana? That must be the Velvet Underground and Nico coming in. They always, like those two films, had all of the big budget effects showdowns in broad daylight under blue skies it makes all the difference in the world for some reason film directors think we want to see everything in the dark in the rain and this film actually goes for the trifecta of having things happen at night underwater in the rain and you just want to see what's going on and it hides it and i wish directors wouldn't do that i don't know why they feel that's a good thing or whether it's going to hide some you know make it a little bit less obvious that things are a bit clunky or what, but they spent so much money perfecting everything, they should have shown it all in broad daylight so you could see it instead of sort of vaguely getting it. And I, what, the other thing I hope he does with Pacific Rim, there's a moment halfway through where uh, Rinko's character looks back to her past. She's transported back to her past when she's a little girl and her parents are killed and there's this monster chasing her through the city. And it would have fitted into Akira or... Evangel- Evangelicon or any of those things. It's a real cerebral thing, and I wish that he'd done that more and Americanized it less.